What up, this is Jason Mewes, and you're listening to Nashcast up in this piece. Snoots to the Nooch! Welcome to this edition of Nashcast. I'm here. You're all here. I'm Scott. You all know me. (laughs) As uh, once again, for the first time in a while since our gaming episode at least, which was a couple of episodes back, uh, I credit him always as the the master behind the Nashcast podcast theme. It's Adam. Adam. Hey! Hey! <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. Dude, you're, How you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. You're rocking an awesome beard. I like it. Yeah, it's rocking. Yeah. I'm keeping it. It's, it's staying. Of, it's sexual. I like it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Not every man. Not every man can pull off a beard. Not every man. No, you're right. Some yeah. people can't even grow beards. There's a guy I work with, and he's got like this sporadic hair <laughs> <laughs> growth, and it's like. It's just like in certain patches all over his face, and it just looks really weird. Yeah, Asians—they—they're not very good at growing beards. Most, a lot of them, I think. Take um, <laughs> Cam, I don't know his name, Sean Young or something like that. He plays Glenn in The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just finished the season finale of uh, season five, and he's just started this. There's like a little bit of wispy, sort of like it's weird—a tiny, tiny little bit on the chin. And he's got more of a tash than anything else. He's just looking weird. I've always, I've always wondered because you see, if you see, if you, if you see Rick um, through like the, the transition between like halfway through season three and then four, beginning of five, his beard just gets epic, and no one else grows a beard or anything. Daryl, a yeah. little bit of a he's wispy beard. Yeah, Glenn, nothing. So baby smooth. He's Chinese. He can't help that. It's genetics. Yeah, yeah. I won't hold it against him. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here, we're all here again, talking games like we did the very first time, episode one. Yeah, that was ages ago, man. That must have been, how long ago was that? That was like 57, 58, 59 episodes ago. It Holy was shit. a long time. Although technically we then went and recorded it again because we lost the file. Yeah. So we did a bit of a kind of rehash, very quick, limited uh, version and then we threw that up in, in its place so yeah 
So, uh, lots of new games coming out, lots of games that are out that I wasn't even aware of. Um, so, it was relatively easy to put some stuff onto my uh, birthday list. Mm. Uh, I picked up a new game today, in fact. What did you get? It was, it's, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what it's called. It's um, some Nazi zombie killing game. Oh, um, Army. zombie on Zom- Yeah, trilogy. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So, because I just picked it up and I just saw the three key things of uh, Hitler... 1945 zombies. I was Sold. like, "Yep, done for 24.99. Yeah. I will buy that shit." It's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I mean, even if it was shit, I mean, what's not to like? German or Nazi zombies? God, sign me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm there. So, <laughs> your evening is sorted. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, there's uh, Evolve battlefield hardline i've got these on my birthday list which I, I imagine my folks will probably pick up for me um yeah mortal combat that's coming out soon yeah that's like april sometime battlefield looks really good evolve is supposed to be really good yeah some good stuff out yeah some good stuff so you played much lately no not oh. really at all um, right, well. i'm gonna pick up battlefield <laughs> next week i might get it tomorrow um, but apart from that, no, no new games in a while. So it's going to be it's going to be Battlefield, Batman, and then Arkham Knight. Yeah, when's that out? Uh, June twenty sixth. Now that that looks epic. I've not. I've got to be honest. I've not seen a great deal for, about it. I've seen the trailer, and I saw uh, there was like uh, two minutes of gameplay or something where he, he's going around. He calls in the uh, the Batmobile, jumps in it, turns it into a tank or whatever, and then, spoilers, by the way, and then uh, <laughs> jumps out of it and glides around the city for about a couple of minutes. It uh, looks amazing. So I've, I've seen everything I need to see about that game. So yeah, and you're sold. I'm in. Yeah. I'm I, in. What do you think about this? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming probably, there's nothing special about it, uh, the, uh, the Batman side of things, but... These games that keep coming out with different offers, if you like pre-order from here or there, you get like bonus downloadable content. What's your views on that? Um, I think a lot of it's usually quite tacky and like a bit pointless. Like if you pre-order something, you get a, a downloadable costume or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like a way to get you to to pre-order. I very rarely pre-order games anymore now, unless it's a really good pre-order bonus, but they rarely are. Yeah, yeah, because I know they did that with Shadow of Mordor, and um, <coughs> I remember I was looking at it, and there was tons of like different, um, yeah, just costume skins and stuff, and uh, and I think they all eventually became like available anyway. Um, yeah, like for, they normally do. Yeah, you just have to like buy them as normal, but yeah, that kind of that that does kind of annoy me. And it was the same. I remember back in the day, the um, there was that Aliens vs. Predator game, or I can't remember what it was called. And that was, again, I mean, we spent months, like, talking about that, checking out forums and stuff, and getting psyched. And then I struggled with, like, who to pre-order it with, because it was, like, different Predator skins, depending who you ordered it through. And yeah, I think in the end, I just got, like, some sort of special edition that didn't have any of the skins or anything. So. <laughs> but I got a cool, lifty uh, face hugger out of it, so it was all good. See, that was a good, that came with the pre-order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came in like a like a ma- no, see this, but yeah, massive box. Had uh, the game. It was like a limited edition, kind of like a, a still Blu-ray book thing with Jiggy. Um, and yeah, the actual face hugger itself. Which yeah, that's a cool pre-order. You get a face hugger, so yeah. that works. Yeah, what's not to but, like about that? 
Yeah. But mm. most of the stuff, yeah, I think it's pointless and tacked on and just a way to get you to pre-order it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Right, well, let's uh, let's get into... Is there anything else coming out, like, later on in the year? Battlefront? Isn't that out this year? Battlefront is going to be... Oh, no, it's be... next year, isn't it? No, it's this year. Oh, is they're it? Gonna, they're going to give the release date, I think, by E3, but I reckon it'll time with the new film, so I think it'll be, like, November yeah. or December. Yeah, okay, so it's going to be pretty much Mortal Kombat and Batman and Nazi zombies up until November, Christmas, and then it's just going to be Star Wars for the next couple of years. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So you're still going to get um, an Xbox and uh, hook up with me? Yeah, we're definitely, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, we're going to get, gonna get an army. We're going to get you, me, Keith from the Drunk Geek Podcast. We're going to get Blake and Eric from, if they're Star Wars fans, uh, from the High Five Podcast, and we're going to get our own little clone army. And then we're going to shoot some rebel scum. It's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's like, going to be amazing. Yeah, it's like, at the top of my list. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I heard uh, E3, apparently, they're going to show some new footage or something. Um, so No, they're showing it in two weeks' time. Oh. Uh, oh. The first trailer for Battlefront is going up on April 16th. Oh, well, it's I a see. big Star Wars day. It's the day they're putting up the official Star Wars trailer for Episode Seven. And they're putting up the trailer for Battlefront in the same day. Oh, I thought that was happening on uh, 4th of May. May the 4th. Nice. There's a big um, convention for Star Wars on April 16th somewhere, and they're showing the official trailer for Episode 7, and they're showing Battlefront on the same day. Wow. You know, for a massive Star Wars geeky fan, I know fuck all. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's going to be cool. That's that's pretty exciting. Um, Yeah, I kind of look forward to that. Uh, I know a lot of people have been bitching about the uh, wanting a trailer for Star Wars for quite a while now, so it'll be nice yeah. to actually see something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's uh, let's let's uh, take a page out of the High Five Podcast um, book and get back to the gaming side of things. We you you threw a list at me or an idea of a list, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. Mm. And you want to like tell me how you came to this thought process or this idea of like what it's about and how and stuff? Because at the moment, because it's like I asked you, I said, "What do you want to talk about?" And literally, like within a couple of minutes, you text me back, and I was just like, "Damn, that's a really fucking good idea." Yeah, I just think um, like films or TV shows that would make really good video games. Basically, that's that's the idea. There's loads of stuff I've seen, and I thought, you know, that'd make a really good game if the right company did it. So that's where it spurred from, and that's what I wanted to. Awesome, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into uh, the thick of it. Do you want me? Do you want, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? You kick it off. Okay. Um, this is like in not in any particular kind of order at all. So uh, I'll just go with the last one that I had. But Battlestar Galactica, inspired by the TV series, but the way I see it, that it, that would make it work if it was done in a kind of um, uh, like a battlefront kind of way, you know. Okay. Um, so you know, have a multiplayer side of it, cool. Um, so you could have like old and new uh, styles where you can like run around the ship, do stuff, shoot people, Cylons, whatever, and then go jump into a Viper, have space battles and stuff. Um, but then also like more on the the single player side of it maybe have more of a sort of like third person side to it where you know go out on missions got to go and take over a Cylon base ship or something or got to go down to engineering to fix something yeah shit like that I think that I could, I could see that working in my head will never happen but I think yeah, be Battlestar awesome. would be a good game I think if someone was going to do a Battlestar game they'd probably make it like um, 
Command and Conquer, like an RTS, like a real-time strategy. I think if they were going to do it, that's how they would do it. Yeah. So you were commanding the fleets, and I think they were. it would make a better... I'd, I'd rather see it as a third-stroke, first-person kind of adventure game would be better, but I reckon if they did do a battle star game, it would be like Command and Conquer. Yeah, yeah, sure. But a battle, yeah, battle star would make it. That was on my list. That would make a that would make a great game. Cool. Just following the events of the season, like that would be that would be great. Yeah, I and mean, there's some there's some epic key moments in there as well that you could kind of like be involved with, like uh, when they re- when they rescue everybody off New Caprica. And when Galactica just like falls through the atmosphere and stuff, and you could like be one of the Vipers going around to take out some of the defenses and stuff, and yeah, take on Scar, that evil Cylon Raider that just was like an ace pilot. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Some That'd key be- moments that you could uh, go through from story point of view. Okay, awesome. What's uh, what's your number five? Um, so or- I would put in there. Um. Supernatural. Wow. As a co op game. Um, oh, one person plays Dean, one the other one, yeah. Sam. I like that. Like a, like a third person action adventure game. They could either follow the series or they could come up with a new, um, I don't know, just like a new one off kind of storyline or it could just follow aspects of the show. But I reckon that would make a great co op kind of third person adventure game. Yep. Um, and if they got that. Dean and Sam, like they got you know to do the voice, like if they had the official voice actors and everything, I think that could be great. Yeah, it would be kind of cool if they could do some sort of storyline of I don't know, I don't know how they do it, but like there's maybe like a hell storyline or a time thing because it'd be nice to have some of the key characters throughout the season in it. Like uh, I'm going to say it right now already, spoilers um, by the way for everything we talk about, um, but like Bobby have him in it joe the hot blonde from early on have her yeah. in it ash who was in the bar as well with and joe's mum, alan who also hot um uh crowley castiel all like the key characters that you know most of them aren't with us anymore um so you can have like encounters with them and talk to them interact and that kind of stuff that'd be kind of cool yeah. mm. i do have one similar to supernatural but Really? Yeah, yeah, I do. But no, Supernatural, that's a good idea. I mean, especially the co-op side of it. I like that idea. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I think that would work really good. as It would be you know, a co-op game. You'd have to play it with someone else, or the computer would control one of Sam or Dean, and you'd play the other one. But I yeah. think that would be a really cool game. Yeah, definitely. So that would be on there. Back to you. Okay. Um, I've got on here, and technically you could say it's been done a lot. But I see, if I was going to do it, I'd do it completely differently. Um, again, TV-inspired, uh, Band of Brothers. I um, would do, like... Um, how can I explain this? I would have, like, the main portion of the game be some be something like Epic. So, like, it's the, uh, the, 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 the Normandy landing. Uh, all mm-hmm. the beaches, like, you know, have that attack sort of moving into Europe. And then I would release, like, massive... Well, not massive, but DLC, one after the other, kind of like in an episode kind of fashion where every single one is a different key major battle that has to do somewhere in Europe and whatnot. But not just Europe, have the Japanese side of it as well. Yeah. So, but instead of just having it, because like, you know, going back in the day, the Call of Duty stuff, 2, 3, and 4 and uh, uh, whatnot, that 
there was they followed the general storyline of World War Two uh, and some like key missions, cool. But uh, there's just so much of it that I think um, you know. I'm when I'm back in the day when I used to play it. Once you finished it, I was always left wanting more. Yeah, because um, I yeah I love World War Two, you know, films, documentaries, books, music, anything. Now, not so much music. That's a bit. <laughs> I don't go around listening to like Hitler's theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that would make a great game. Yeah, um, I just think, and like I said, literally, like all the key sort of like big battles in it, and maybe you have a side where, um, kind of like maybe steering away from the Band of Brothers things, having a World War Two game, maybe where you get to choose what side you want to be on. So if you want to play like the Japanese or as the Germans or whatever, you can and like sort of like change history. A sort of what if, you know, the Germans or Japanese didn't lose this key battle and you know it changed the tide of the war. Could that be... would be great. Yeah, that would work really well. Would it be a first person or a third person? Um, Probably have to be first person, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, with for, the, for the, a game of that epic proportions, I think it would have to be first person. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. And I always get excited when I when I don't very rarely do it in games, but sometimes when games um, they have a thing like previously on, or they do like a recap and they make it feel like a TV show. Like very few games do that. Apparently, the new Battlefield uh, Battlefield Hardline does that. The single player, it's like a because it's cops and robbers, isn't it? I think you play as a as a cop. Uh, well, I think multiplayer. I think you where well, you play both. And, and in the single player, I think you're yeah. a cop, and yeah. every time you complete a mission, it has this really cool. Previously on Battlefield Hardline, it has like a <laughs> like a recap, and it's like a TV show. Yeah, I like that. I think they should, you know, seeing that in games more would be really cool. Um, yeah, so I think that that, but yeah, Band of Brothers, hundred percent, that would work really well. My next one, you're gonna like this one. Oh, dude, I'm excited already because you always excite me. Now this has been. <laughs> This has been done before in a variation of different kind of styles of games, but I think you would love this. Now, you can have it loosely on the TV show. You may as well just follow the TV show because it's so awesome, but third-person Spartacus. Oh, my God, that's on my list as well. I literally just put that's number six. I literally just wrote that down as well because I was thinking, yeah, they did that kind of like arcade style type one, which was kind of okay. But the one you've got, Rise, on Xbox One is really good. Um, if they had that kind of similar engine gameplay in, and used Spartacus as a template, oh my god! Yeah, I I think that would be awesome. I mean, because you got you could have your single player storyline of like going through the roles of Spartacus, like you know getting captured, having to go through all your gladiatorial fights and stuff to like then freeing everybody and waging war and epic storyline to be told from a game point of view that uh, uh, in that sort of style and then like the multiplayer side of it and for me the only the one thing that I mean I love Rise uh, Son of Rome awesome game I completely recommend it the one thing for me personally that le- I feel lets it down is um, from the multiplayer side of it I'd like to have um, uh, like a, a horde mode where there's just un- endless enemies and they mm-hmm. just get like tougher and tougher and more variation because I think ever since the, the the beginning there's been tons of DLC but all the bad guys are the same. You got your standard weak ass guy that just dies in two hits and then you got the guys that 
take like four hits before you can uh, execute them and then the guys with shields and then there's like big leader guys and that's it a couple of them wear different clothes but i'd like them to uh well what i would have liked because i doubt they'll do it now is like introduce a, a different characters more skins more variants of bad guys um and yeah but have a mode where it's literally just like endless amounts of bad guys that just come at you until until you die sort of yeah. thing because they, they they have a similar kind of version but it's like you, you you're constantly bleeding out at the same time so and you get to the point where you're like seven eight minutes in and there's you you just you die because you just run out of health and it's like one hit you go down and then when you pick up your partner you go down and then they go down and everyone just goes down on each other and everyone <laughs> dies <laughs> But happy. Yeah, no, it, it would work really well. And you know, normally in games, quick time events. If you guys don't know what this is, it's like where someone will attack you, and instead of you having full control over the character, it will tell you, it will prompt you to press A or X or press left to dodge, and you kind of don't have a lot of control over the characters. And sometimes they overuse that in games. But I just thought it'd be really funny in Spartacus because how fucking filthy the show is if they had a sex. Kind of like a sex game, and it was a quick time event. A quick time sex. Press an A really quickly. In and out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! You you would have to have um. It would have to be to do it properly. It would have to be an eighteen. And I'm not saying you've got to have sex scenes in it, but you'd have to have like yeah. Yeah, I remember like a lot. Every time they'd cut to the crowd, there's women women with their boobs out all the time and stuff. You'd that have has to, to be nudity in yeah, it. Yeah, you'd, it has to you'd be... have to have stuff like that. Kind of like yeah, they, it... I remember stuff like that in um, Dante's Inferno. There was lots of. I mean, it was kind of there was lots of weird fucked up things in that, like little babies trying to kill you and stuff, and yeah, n- naked or nudity and stuff. Women trying to. There's some chick that tries to seduce you at one point, and she's pretty. I'm pretty sad. I'm pretty sad. I remember her being naked. Or it was just a really good dream I had one time. But either way, um, yeah, uh, you'd have to have some nudity. Like I said, maybe not so much. You know, the game would sell if there was like some sort of cutscene. I think the closest I've ever seen to it in a game was Mass Effect, where if you yeah. make the right choices, you could end up a lesbian or gay or just straight. But you have that romantic relationship in every single version of the game, and. Uh, the yeah, just when you get to the good part, they they cut it, and then all of a sudden you're like in bed smoking Mass Effect cigars or whatever it is they do and having a chat. So let's just quickly, Game Erotica. Is this something that they should be doing more with games or less? Because there's an argument out there. I'm not going to name the uh, the kind of people that I've heard this argument from, but a lot of people are still saying that it kind of it's targeted towards men if they carry on doing it like in a way in a way that it kind of objectifies women is that right do you think that's the case i mean they they do it in movies so why not games i don't know i mean there there isn't really much sexual content in games these days i don't think if there is it's pretty dull back like grand theft auto you can pick up a hooker and um, i remember in three the the car used to bounce and squeak (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone does it. You you know, you drive them somewhere, you'd Dude, have sex with first them. Time, and then you let, first time you'd I let played them Grand... the car, then, then you'd shoot them and take your money. 
<laughs> oh my god, I've done that. Yeah, indeed, the first time I played Grand Theft Auto V, I played it for about, I don't know, like the first 20 minutes or something. I was doing, like, you do the opening scene, the whole bank robbery thing, and then I think you, you start as um, Frank, is it? Or, I don't know, the, 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 I can't remember the black guy's name. Um, and you do, like, one job, and then straight away I accidentally found, like, some strip club. So I went in there, and then it prompted me with, you know, how to... Uh, engage women with their dancing and stuff and then if you do it long enough they're they're either like okay thanks and they fuck off or they're like hey you know let's go back to your place yeah and i literally spend like 20 minutes half an hour just dishing out 10 bucks to like this stripper to try and like get her to go home um but ultimately no dice because when we got outside there was no car because i didn't have one at that point i had not stolen one or anything um, and she followed me around for a little bit and then when I broke into it, when I stole a car she just like left she was like I don't want any part of this and walked off and I was like damn it and then yeah so I've still not accomplished that yet but I keep trying so but I mean there's got to be girl gamers out there that like wouldn't care less about sex in a game right I mean would they care would they literally know. just play it and just be like... I mean, because we know some uh, girl gamers and stuff. Would they literally just be playing and be like, oh my god, sex scene. Oh, this game is clearly for men. I don't know. I think as well, the way the industry's going, like they're, they're bringing in... They're starting to implement virtual reality devices for PC and Xbox One and PS4. It's going to be rolling out sometime this year. And I think there's a... I mean, you know, sex is a big industry. It's a big market. I think they will... Virtual reality, you know, if you put on a heads, you know, a headset and it's all 3D, they will definitely plug into that kind of stuff, I think, because... It's sex sells. Yeah. So, you know... Yeah, I completely I... agree with that, yeah. Huh. Yeah, okay, well... What's next on your list? Um, good point. Next on my list. Well, like I said, I did write down Spider because it was a, a sneaky number six, so... I'll just have to agree with you on that one. Um, Band of Brothers did that. Right. Okay, I know they've kind of done it, but they didn't do it properly. The Walking Dead. I would do... Because I know you've got... Uh, there's you the got one, various episodes, which kind of like uh, follows Telltale the theme. Games. Yeah, which yes. is the point-and-click adventure, which is supposed to be very good. I've done the first few episodes, and I've got to say, it is pretty awesome it's a bit kind of cartoony so it's kind of like a cross between what you've seen on tv and the graphic novel uh so if mm-hmm. you if you've been reading you know if you read anything about the graphic novel uh as i have it, it is kind of cool and the fact that it's you know it's zombies and stuff i mean of course i'm a bit biased because you know i just i got a, a raging hard on for zombies and whatnot so mm-hmm. it's it's great and the fact that it tells kind of like it follows obviously the theme but it tells a different story like every time you play it if you make different choices save different people let certain people die or whatever changes not massively but the story you know it's just there's different options and avenues and i know yeah they at some point in season two as far as the games go um that's cool then you've got the uh the 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 dixon story whatever that is with daryl and merle before they meet the group in at the beginning that of the Dead TV show. yeah no i've not played it i'd heard a lot of bad things when it's like five bucks or something somewhere i'll get it just to like have a play because again it's zombies and uh no doubt some easy achievements but yeah i felt like and it's kind of cool they got um, Norman Reedus and uh, the guy that played Merle to do the voices awesome but yeah I think it could have just been done so much better I think because um, I heard they're going to do a spin-off uh, another spin-off series of The Walking Dead anyway because it is just that yeah, successful yeah 
But I just thought, like, how awesome would it be if you like, you know, just do a game where you, you're one person, you come across a group and a completely different group, just somewhere else in the country, and go through the motions as you do. You have like different storylines, but then at some every now and again, maybe come across. Uh, the areas where the original group was. So, like, eventually, you know, they come across the farm, Herschel's farm. Yeah. And it's just like, it's overrun, it's kind of like in pieces, walkers have been walking into it, and, you know, half of it's destroyed or burnt down, maybe. Um, and so, like, everywhere where the group in the TV series has been, maybe you come across those sort of locations, but without actually having any direct contact with any of them, because... It would know. be cool. I mean, the closest... It's a shame we're not PC gamers, too, because PC gamers are really lucky at the moment there's a really cool game out i think it is coming to next gen at some point um but it's called daisy have you heard of it i have not sir no daisy as in like the flower as in day z daisy oh oh, daisy yeah all right um no i have heard something sorry i was thinking that for some reason i went to the flower (laughs) no yeah day z yeah it basically the game started off um as a uh, an online military shooter game called Armour, which is a very, it's a third person shooter and the thing about Armour is the the level sizes are absolutely beyond ridiculously huge. I mean, if you can imagine the size of like Red Dead Redemption oh times it by God. 80, times it by 80 and you're getting an idea of how big the map is in this, in this game. And some PC oh. hackers, well not hackers, the modders, they went in and they changed the game to a zombie kind of scene. And people who play this thought, you know what, this is a really good idea. So some actual game developers took their idea and they've turned it into a an online, cooperatively played um, zombie survival game. And you basically just go around and you have to get a clan together. And the the map is so big. Like it's, I think it is coming to Xbox One and PS4, mm. and when it does, we'll be all over that. See that if there wasn't, if they if they weren't going to do that, I imagine there would be something similar where they would do that with like Dead Rising Four, because three is, which by the way, Dead Rising Three, you got me for that for my, uh, I think it was my birthday last year. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I can't stop playing that because it's a game that you can keep going back to, leveling up. There's still achievements that I need to get, and there is a co-op side of it um, as you're going through the story. And I love how you can restrict that. You can have, like, no, I don't want to play with anybody else. It's just me. Or if you do, you can, like, set the pace where it's like, you know, I'm not really doing the storyline. I'm just going out to collect everything, you know, that sort of stuff. And you can choose, um, yeah, the level of, um, I guess... uh, uh, of uh, pace for the game uh, if somebody wants to play with you but it is again only two people and I do think it would be kind of cool if they had a bit more of a uh, a bigger open world and multiple players like Defiance um, I, I don't think you ever played it but no. I still go back to that on the Xbox 360 every now and again because it is kind of like open world-ish set on the TV show Defiance obviously and just yeah just really met one big massive multiplayer online thing and yeah that I mean, it doesn't have to be Walking Dead, but if there's a zombie version of that, yeah, I'm done. Where you can like just actually meet up with other people, help them out, and then just leave if you want to leave, or stick together and help each other out. Just uh, and just have like hordes and hordes and hordes of zombies mm. would be cool. But like, have kind of like instead of a a Dead Rising thing where it's like you've got to run around and um, just shoot zombies and stuff. I'd like to have a bit of a Walking Dead realistic side of it where, you know, uh, time is a factor 
where you can be running around fine for like eight hours, but then after a while, you know, you've got to find some food and water. Uh, because without that, you start getting tired, you start getting slower. Yeah. And not usually in a standard game, you'd get that like, like they did that in Far Cry where as I was running around, like literally every hour or something, I started like getting all blurry because you've got like malaria or some disease or something and you've got to get some medication. And I was like, nothing that, that common. Just like over the course of time, if you're like binging a game, just have it happen every every few hours where maybe just little things, you start noticing you're slowing down a little bit. And, you know, you got to go find some supplies, keep things you, Yeah. Going. You know what? There is a game. I know you haven't, You, I think, did you ever have a Wii? Nintendo Wii? I know your parents did. Dude, I have a Wii all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Um, my, yeah, my folks, um, yeah, they've got the, the Nintendo Wii, yeah. Okay, so you know this, the, the follow-up to the Wii was the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. Um, Isn't now that, they wasn't have, that the same what, thing, but just like slightly updated or something? Yeah, they said it was going to be more powerful than like compete with the Xbox One and the PS4, and it turned out it was just slightly more powerful than an Xbox 360, which is a bit unfortunate, <laughs> and it's massively <laughs> lagged behind now. So, yeah, they promised this proper next-gen machine, but Nintendo... The thing is, though, they've got one of the best games on their system, which we'll never see. And Super I'm Mario. Tempted... No. No? No, see, that's the thing. Nintendo are renowned for having their cutesy games, you know, Mario those big Nintendo titles, but they Zelda. have a game that you would absolutely fucking kill to play. Okay. And if you can ever, if you can ever get a Wii U cheap enough, because they will drop ridiculously cheap at some point, there's a game called Zombie U, okay? And it's absolutely incredible, because what they do in this game is it's set in London, and it's at the start of a, a zombie outbreak, and it's a first-person game. Now, the way it's clever is you play as a character, and... You go through the whole game, and it's it's pretty much if you get bitten or you get attacked, you get infected, and that's it. You okay. turn, okay? Okay. Now, the yes. clever thing is you collect stuff, and you're trying to keep all stuff together, and you're navigating through London. Now, at the point you turn, you immediately will go to another person in London from their point of view. Oh. Now, in order for you to get all of your stuff back, you have to find yourself when you got turned. So you have to go back to where you were. And you see the person you were playing as, cool, and they're carrying the yeah. backpack with all the gear, and you have to get it off them. Dude, it is so good and so clever. Um, one of the best games, like zombie games, I've ever played, and it's on the Wii U. Hmm. It's a great concept for a game. Like, wow, that's pretty, okay. How about this for a um, a concept? Okay, if you take something like um, you remember the the Left 4 Dead games. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and especially the multiplayer side of it, it was awesome, like uh, spawning. You could play the good guys or the zombies. And as the, the, the zombies and stuff, you could... It was just kind of like, I remember it being a random spawning of like whether you were a boomer or a jumper or a smoker and all that kind of stuff. But it would be kind of cool to, to play a game where, again, maybe open landish kind of, uh, or maybe just set in a small town or something, multiplayer bunch of survivors who uh, I mean let's say the zombies are the kind of uh, in the remake of Dawn of the Dead or um, okay. or 28 Days Later where the zombies are like they're, they're badass and they run and shit not like World War Z kind of running because that was just crazy and too fast mm-hmm. um, and yeah and so you're playing as a survivor or whatever and it, if you get bitten and stuff you then become a zombie and you change teams you've then got to go carry on and take down the rest of the uh mankind that would be cool yeah that would be very cool yeah, yeah i'm a big fan of zombie games there aren't that many um 
No, zombies, uh, zombie stuff in in in, uh, in its entirety. I think The Walking Dead has brought it. Uh, it has like uh, sort of like re revitalized or re evolutionized or brought. I don't know. It's done. I don't know what the word is, but it's done something that it's brought rejuvenated. Yes, and it's put zombie stuff sort of kind of like back onto the map. And there, there are if you look hard enough. And that's the thing. You do have to look hard to find you know books and stuff on on zombies. And uh, sadly, I don't know why, but they never really get much of a budget when it comes to films. Um, but it's underrated. But I think, yeah, in the next like year or two, I think it's coming back in a big bad way because of the success of The Walking Dead alone. Mm. There's going to be like more books. People can start writing more books, and there's going to be like no doubt more films coming out. Um, but yeah. So the next one on my list. Yep. This is what actually spurred me to think about this list. The film I was watching. Now I don't know if you've seen them because there's two films. Have you seen the any of the Purge films? I have not. Okay, so do you know what The Purge is about? I do not. <laughs> okay. You should probably check it out. It's quite cool. It's an interesting idea. You'd actually quite like this because you're quite sick. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <man. laughs> basically, government and everything is so out of control that one day a year now, the government allow people to, for 12 hours, go out and do anything they want. So if you don't like your neighbour, if you want to go out and kill him, the police department, everything shuts down for 20, 12 hours, one day a year. People go out wow. and do whatever they want. I've got to say, I mean, I don't hate my neighbour. I don't think I'd kill him for it, but the dude is fucking happy all the time. Like, yeah. I've never seen him frown or, or look a little upset or just shed one single tiny tear. Nothing. He's just happy all the time. And I've seen every week people, like, they knock on the door. And I don't know if he's if it's, like, him selling his artwork or if they're dropping off um goods or supplies or something but the dude every single time is like hello hey how's it going and i don't know, man it kind of it kind of puts me down a little bit you know i'm just like why the fuck is that guy so happy all the time i mean and why would you want to be happy all the time <laughs> <laughs> i just i mean yeah okay so yeah like i said i'm a bit sick i guess <laughs> yeah but the idea is um for 12 hours a day uh, 12 hours for one day, one one day of the year, the police department, everything shuts down so people can go out and do whatever they want, rob, kill, do what they want, wow. and it keeps society balanced for the rest of the year because people know for this 12 hours, in one, in one day of the year, they can go and do what they want. Oh, my God. You should watch the film. It's very clever. The first film is based in a, is based on a family who are basically, when the purge starts, the the guy, the main character in the in the film, he, he invents a security system which a lot of people have bought and he basically barricades himself into the house on the night of the purge and these people try to get into the house and get to the family now the second film the sequel is based from the perspective of actually on the streets seeing what happens when people are out purging the second one was a lot better now i thought the idea of this game like when you're on this purge so the game starts and you've got 12 hours now it's kind of like a an open world survival game so you can either go out and purge people you can kill people or you could help people like escort them to safety uh it would if you'd seen the film it would help a bit for me to pitch this to you but it would be a very cool idea for a game and you should definitely check out the films so from a game point of view what are you thinking like i'm probably third person and like in, this person. is within this 12 so are you gonna be one of those people where for 12 hours you can it's, it's kind of like um, a dead rising thing where you've got a certain time limit 12 hours which realistically game real times time. probably so oh real time okay so 12 hours you just go out and do whatever you want so you you give you that opportunity to play the criminal 
you could be either. So you're in the right. middle of the city, you've got the city as your playground, and you can either go out and protect people from people that are purging just to kill innocent people, so you could escort them to safe zones. Oh, fuck that. Could, yeah. Or you could go out and actually purge yourself and just be an absolute maniac, which I, would be very yeah. controversial for a game. Um, but got, there's not very many controversial games out there in that kind of respect, and there should be. If they can do it in films, then they should be able to do it in, in games, I think. Well, technic- technically, you have kind of got... I mean, the only one really at the moment that kind of comes to mind is Grand Theft Auto, where who's not done it where you just go around and just shoot cops and stuff to see if you can get the five-star rating and then try and lose everybody or just see how long you can survive for. Um, So that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would be kind of... I think that'd be interesting because, like, from a... um, a fiction sort of point of view, or maybe, I don't know, not so much, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word fantasy, because that does make me have to be completely sick and twisted, but yeah. um, it, it is like, it would be interesting to take on that kind of role and play that in a game, because I'd rather do it in a game than in real life. I mean, I'm not going to go outside and just start killing people and stuff, but the idea of, um, maybe it is a fantasy, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I think about it, but to be able to put yourself in that position from a game point of view and just go around and do things that, you you can do in real life could be awesome um yeah but yeah. you should check out the films when you get a chance let me know what you think because it's a very cool concept for a film i shall and let me know what you think but yeah what's the next one on your list my list um i reckon our number one's gonna be the same uh on the next one that was on my list i think is gonna be the same as yours so i will skip to the other one which is similar to your supernatural but constantine yeah, I think... okay, that would be yeah, very similar to Supernatural, but single player. Yeah. Um, did you ever play the Buffy games when on the PS2 like years ago? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't have the. Oh, PS2 you missed then, so out. Probably, I understand they got all the voices except for Sarah Michelle Gellar because she had a nose but problem. But she or did. Something. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have known. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't get her, but it oh, was set. It cost Buffy. too much, dude. <laughs> it, yeah, it was set in between season two and three, and. By far, that that was incredible. I'm really I'm upset for you that you never got to play that because I know you're a massive Buffy fan. Yeah. It was like it was just apps. They nailed the TV kind of everything about the TV show. They nailed in a game. It was absolutely perfect. I might look at um, some YouTube stuff later about it. So and then be like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Obviously, it wouldn't hold up today, no doubt. So just graphically, no. Um, but no, story wasn't they, they nailed it in terms of a. Basing something on a TV show, then that was incredible. Yeah, you should check yeah. that out. What was your next one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, Constantine, I do Constantine. because, um, yeah, I mean, and doing it again, uh, compared to like the rest of my the, the list that I've got, I would do it specifically because you, I would like them to go back to sort of like single player stuff. Because at the moment, like every game, it's just like, oh, it's multiplayer this, multiplayer that, everything's online, multiplayer, let's get everyone together. And you know, no offense to like the rest of the world out there, but every now and again, I just, I, I just want to play a game that's just me, and it's yeah. not online and stuff. Which is like, and that's what really put me against um, uh, Titanfall. I was kind of, I mean, I was kind of against some of the ideas and stuff. Of like, it looked kind of cool until when I was watching the trailer and the dudes like running and going, jumping up buildings and running off the walls and stuff. And I was like, eh, okay, so kind of stole that, you know, matrix style thing. But I was like, okay, I can maybe get my head, get, get around that. Cause the rest of the trailer looked pretty awesome. And then when I found out that it's literally just online, I was like, oh, fuck that man. I just, I don't want to like play with people all the time. Sometimes I, I like a, um, a game to just have a single player story campaign thing. 
Um, and Constantine would be great for that because, like you say, it's just one guy. Occasionally, he has a couple of allies. Cool, but you could make that epic. And again, DLC. But if me personally, I would not do DLC like um, most games and developers and stuff do, where it's like, oh, there's uh, this DLC that cost X amount, and it's like three extra missions or something. I'd like scrap that. I do like big DLC uh, mm. sort of stuff, which I've only ever seen really from uh, Battlefield. Um, I mean, and then their maps are huge and stuff. Everything else, and Shadows of Mordor, for example, love the game. Completely recommend it, including all the DLC and stuff. But sadly, um, the DLC for me personally just isn't long enough. You know, I've sure there's still a couple of achievements that I need to get, but I, you know, literally the last one that came out where um, you play the guy who created the One Ring and then stole it from Sauron. I mean, I, I finished that in like. And uh, just over an hour or something. See, because they're clever. What they do is it's blatantly obvious what they do with most of these games. That part that you don't, that downloadable content that you paid for, hmm. they obviously. Oh well, I got it with the season pass. I was already paid for technically, but yeah. Yeah. So, but people who didn't get the season pass like you and had to buy that separately, what they obviously did was they made the whole game, and then they sat down and go, okay, that part we're going to take out the game, and that part we're going to take out and let people pay for it. Yeah. So that was obviously in the main game, and they just take segments out and they make people pay for it separately, yeah. which is a bit bit cheeky, but, you know, if it's done right, then it's worth justifying paying £10 or whatever people do for it, but it's a bit yeah. cheeky. It is, when I, and I think to myself, okay, let's say, I mean, what's the average price for an Xbox game these days? Brand new. 50 quid. Okay, so 50 quid... 50 great British pounds, um, probably like 80 or 90 dollars in America. Um, so, and, and let's say Shadows of Mordor. Now, you can get like a good, doing all side missions and the main story ones, you got like, you get like a good few days um, gameplay out of that. If you like binge played it, and if you did like all the side missions and stuff as well, you got like a good few days out of that. And, you know, okay, so let's say one-fifth of that price, the £10 that you're talking about, I don't expect that to last just an hour. And I literally, I ran, I went around, I got all the collectibles, did the little side missions and the main storylines in, like, no time at all. And I kind of, I tried to drag it out as long as I could. And I finished it, and I, I was satisfied because I was like, great story, the cinematics were good, I and I did it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But there was that little bit of me that just, again, wanted more. Which I know they they always say you know leave the audience wanting more, but at the same time I just I felt it was too too short. They could have they yeah. could have done a lot with that storyline. Um, they just could have made it bigger. But yeah, like I say, it's all uh, one big money monopoly thing or some bullshit. What yeah. number was that on your list? Sorry. What number was that on your list? Uh, number two, that was Constantine. I think the whole concept of similar, like what we're saying about the supernatural uh, side of things, with what they could do with the hell, all the different kind of demons. I mean, if you go from, uh, I don't know, have you been watching the TV series at all? Only the first couple of episodes. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, a lot of the demons you get kind of like from the film, where there's like bugs that make up a demon and. Uh, crabs that make up demons, it's demons from hells, ghost spirits, all that kind of stuff. And you could have a massive mix with it. And I would kind of probably try and do it... Um, third, uh, yeah, I'd do it third person, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just just go around and try and put down demons. And But I'd come up with a better storyline than what they're doing with the TV series, which I'm re- thoroughly enjoying. I do love it. But, 
um, yeah, the story I think could be a little bit better. Um, that would yeah. work well for him, though. I get that definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's probably already been a Constantine game up out there at some point, but I don't know. We could do a better job, or someone could do it. EA or someone not EA, but um, I don't know. Whoever did yeah. Dan- whoever did Dante's Inferno was that EA? Uh, I think so. All right, yeah. Well, so they can do it. They can do Constantine. Yeah, let them have it. <laughs> yeah, why not? So, okay, yeah, so that, I think that was my number two, yeah, because I did, um, I wrote down Spartacus, which was six, Battlestar, Banner Brothers, Walking Dead, Constantine, yeah. What's your number the next, two? The next, well, this, my number two has been <clears throat> done in game form, variants of different ways, but what I want from this franchise, because it's based on a franchise, probably your favourite franchise of all time, Ooh. what I want, I'm very stubborn about this, and what I've always wanted is for... I want Star Wars, but I want to play episode four, five, and six. I want to play them from start to finish in a game. I want to play every single bit, every part, those massive moments. I want to play all of it in a game. The only games that have done it kind of how it should be done, unfortunately, is Lego Star Wars. They've done it, but in a really stupid way. But I want to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. I I want to actually, Mm. you know, I want to have every... I want to play every mission, every part of those films... I want to play that in a game from a first or a third person perspective. I think that would just be incredible if they did that. Now, if they let's say uh, in yeah our fantasy world they did that, and so like opening sequence episode four, the brilliant the Corvettes uh, getting attacked by the Star Destroyer. You've got that that moment when C three P and R two just for whatever reason just walk through the corridor of all that fire. Would that be like a quick time event? No, I'd I'd I'd, I'd control him. <laughs> yeah, just casually walk through laser fire, blaster fire. Yeah, yeah. All right. The one thing that I've we've never had. You would probably agree with this because you've played enough Star Wars games. The one thing that I felt I think we've I've never played them all. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that I've never felt a hundred percent satisfied with in a Star Wars game, which they could do justice now in a next gen game. Yeah, I want a lightsaber battle where it actually feels like you're having a lightsaber battle. Uh, um like I mean proper. It just it it's the one thing that they never get completely right, and I think it could be done so much better. Yeah, no, yeah, I do, I do agree with that. I mean, the closest they've ever come to it, I think, was the force. No, it's the, uh, the force unleashed. Or the force, yeah, the force, yeah, the force. <laughs> the force unleashed. <laughs> the force unleashed. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is true. I do think that. Um, I mean, but thing is i'm trying to think there was, there was a game at one point years and years and years ago i have no idea what it's called or whatever but there was like um uh swords and stuff and you had your kind of standard like let's say if it was the xbox why would be like a heavy attack so you'd swing your sword in a specific way x being quick you'd do it in a specific way and there should be from a single player point of view there should be a way that you can yeah, have like a, a kind of a, a fight. I want to kind of say in a way where you, if it's, I mean, the way that I'm seeing this in my head is that it's like it's three uh, third person and like you're running around as a stormtrooper trying to blast, um, you know, your way out of the prison cell and stuff. And then you've got that scene with Obi-Wan and Vader and like maybe like it zooms in a bit more, kind of like a Mortal Kombat type thing, you know, when they got the storyline and they're just like, you know, hey, yeah. bitch, fuck you, and then it goes into the fight. And so it makes it that bit more personal and intimate. 
And as, like, let's say your Obi-Wan, when Vader goes on the offensive, you've got to, instead of having... I mean, you could have tips, I guess, which you could get rid of uh, you know, if you go to the menu, but like uh, as he goes to attack, you've got to press certain buttons. Not a quick-time event, but just certain buttons that defends against his attacks. And then when you go on the attack, yeah, you can like, or, or maybe have a, um, both, have defense and alternate. But then the only, the only downside of this, obviously, which is why they've not done it yet, is because if you had a system like that, where Vader goes to attack and you don't hit the right defense button, in theory, that lightsaber would go straight through you. So you'd yeah. have to have like a one life scenario where you've got to like not let the lightsaber hit you, which I think would be a really good idea. I mean, I would, yeah. I would, I mean, as annoying and frustrating as it would go, it would be, I would love to tackle like a, a challenge like that where you've got to fight a lightsaber battle and not get hit once. Otherwise, you've got to reload the checkpoint because at the end of the day, like Force Unleashed, we've all had it when we come across the big bosses. You're just slashing your lightsaber left, right, and center, hitting them constantly. They're not like even necessarily blocking or anything. And like realistically, in that fiction fantasy Star Wars universe, yeah. they'd be dead. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get the you're right. Um, I but, agree but I do think, like what you're saying, if you had a game which did follow uh, just like the, pretty much the film, but just done in a, in a game style, I think that would be awesome. And I think people would love that. Because like, that, like, that sort of lightsaber fight would feel realistic, where it's like you can get hit once. Yeah. If you do, that's it. You've got to reload the checkpoint and get through it without... You know, you got to defend well and go on the offensive to, like, you know, weaken them, tire them or whatever. I think it could work. Because in, I mean, let's face it, in 4, 5, and 6, there's not that many lightsaber fights. you got one, no, yeah, one in A New Hope, Vader and Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then you've got Luke versus the uh, the Wampa. No, not the Wampa, the Ice Monster. I can't remember its name. Uh, which isn't really a fight <laughs> and then you got yeah. like him versus fantasy Vader in the cave then him versus Vader on Bespin so that's technically like well, maybe three fights and then yeah Vader and Luke in on the Death Star in Jedi so that's four fights where you've got to be really careful about how you defend and attack and stuff yeah I can see that working so what is your number one well my number one and I I I said this earlier on. I'd like to think yours is the same. It's uh, it's one that's already been done once, but I think they could do it again, especially on next gen. I think it would be incredible. Um, Twenty four. Yeah. I. Uh, did you get to play it on PS2? Oh fuck yeah, I did. I was still working at Blockbusters when someone came in and traded um, a whole bunch of PlayStation games, and I kind of put a couple to the side. There was, I think, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, because that was amazing on the PlayStation 2, and yeah. 24 as well, and I really quickly put that one to the side. Uh, yeah, 24 and yeah, is probably oh. the closest thing they've nailed to the whole, like, splitting the screen. And oh, the that was brilliant. Up and, I mean, the gameplay, unfortunately, it was a great idea with really bad gameplay mechanics and the shooting was awful and it was the gameplay itself was terrible but the feel of the show was bang on perfect like if they redid that yeah. now it oh yeah that that's could the be thing happening. i don't remember much about the i remember having many like gripes with it like the uh the game mechanics side of it i mean mostly what i remember because maybe i took uh, just a positive from the game which is not, not like me generally but just like he said um, uh, the cutscenes when you remember like in Gears of War um, which uh, I abs- 
uh, I love the instead of like loading to a different level or whatever, you'll have him walking yeah. around and like talking to a different teammate or whatever. And yeah, it was that, seamless. Yeah, and so it was just one big ongoing thing. You didn't have to worry about it stopping and being like loading because that takes you out of the gaming experience sort of thing. And they did that in twenty four in the sense that, like you said, with the the way this the screen would split into different. Um, yeah, scenes of what was going on with the story, very much like the TV show itself, and then the uh, the the interrogations. I loved that, just being able to, um, uh, kind of like pretty much have the the, the, the all the questioning was kind of lined up, um, and and already uh, set out to go, but it was choosing like how you went about it, whether you were going to be calm about it or reassure. Uh, the the per- the hostage or the person you're interrogating or be you know shout at them and stuff and that really did um have the the massive 24 feel to because anyone who's seen 24 and seen Jack Bauer interrogate somebody is awesome and they 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 they, they captured that I think um 100 percent so yeah and I agree a story if they did that sort of game today on next gen because that and I think it would work because Keith is saying that he does he's not going to do another TV series or a movie because he's tired he's feeling old and maybe a little sorry for himself i don't know but i'm just like okay if you're not gonna do that do a game <laughs> yeah that's, that's what, with the game it was set i think between season one and two they came up with a new story yeah it was awesome it fit in as well perfectly yeah, yeah. so they could come up with something completely new all he has to do is put his voice acting to it and mm. people would buy it i'm telling you that would sell bucket loads absolutely or have something that carries out you've seen um you saw that the the last series right no oh I'm not up to date on it okay well uh, I'm not, i won't give you any spoilers but it's left very open-ended like they could easily do another season because you're left going like okay what the fuck happens next and there's yeah. nothing and so they could do that with the game and all he's got to do is just go to a, a recording studio and just do the voice for it let some other guy go running around and they use his body for all the motion capture or whatever it is that they, they do. And yeah. all he's got to do is lend his voice. They don't need to bring in any of the other characters or anything. They just do a brand new story, just him, that finishes the the legacy that is 24 because it is very, it's open. And it's like, well, maybe in a couple of years they'll, you know, they'll do a, something, a movie or something where they explain what happens or a, maybe reboot the franchise, but with someone else. Yeah. Um, and then maybe then they'll explain it. But I'm just like, doing a game. People yeah, kill 20, for that Yeah, I'm like 100%. 24 would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, absolutely incredible. I would like, um, I would like to have seen... Um, I mean, was that, was that your number one or was yours different? Uh, I do have another one just to chuck in. Because oh, that would be my number yeah. one. But I've got one more to put in. Sure. Now, have you played... I'm really hoping you have. If not, you need to go out and buy it. Did you pick up Alien Isolation? You know what? I saw that in the shop today, uh, right before I saw the zombie film, the zombie game that I got. I saw that, and it was uh, reasonably priced as well. And I was like, oh, my God. But I, I tell you what. Now, I don't listen to him very often, but I was uh, at one point I was talking to my brother, and he was talking about it. Because every now and again when we did meet up whatever, I'd say, oh, how's it going? Because he said... He could only play it for like uh, two hours at a time because he got quite freaked out by it. Because apparently it is really, you know, you make a noise and like the fucking thing starts coming towards you and you're just like, oh, you're fucked. And he said, and he played it like, you know, surround sound, in the dark, the way that Alien should be played, you know. And But then 
after like I don't know it's like a month or something or a couple of weeks and when we met up I asked him about it and he said no and I stopped playing it and I was like why and he said the mechanics of the alien itself he said it's an awesome principle but he said there's no he was just constantly I don't know if it's like bad maybe he was a bad gamer at it but he was constantly getting caught the alien was constantly going through events there's no there was no pattern to it. It was always random, like where it walks and where it goes and stuff, which I have like a little bit of an issue with because in the uh, the the aliens sort of like universe, they they know where to go. They would know where the, the human. So you're hiding an event. They would know you're there, and they would go like, and you know, they they, they wouldn't need to be like, oh, you know, there's another human around here. Where are they? I'll go stalking through the corridors looking for them. They, that I don't think would happen, but yeah, he said he got he got pissed off with it because he constantly was getting caught and found. And um... some people did find that I had a perfect run through the game, and it's one of my favourite games. Wow! So I think you should honestly give it a go because it completely nails the whole alien vibe. It's set in between Alien and Aliens. Um, it's yeah. Ripley's daughter who goes out looking for Ripley. And it's just from the opening bit, they they use a lot of music from Alien. Um, it's got the it's got a very Ridley Scott Alien vibe to it. Um, and I love the way the game doesn't hold your hand because, literally, yeah, if you get caught by the alien, you're fucked. And yeah, it's sure. very unpredictable. But you're on a massive space station called Sebastial, so there's other people on the station. So the alien is just around doing its own thing. But it's a massive space station, so when you encounter it, it's not all the time. But when you do, it's, it really is terrifying, like because you can't fight it. Mm. So you have to spend a lot of the game evading and hiding, and it's just really good, man. Uh, there should be more games like that. Now, I'm going to ask like a question that. here because, again, going with the, the alien universe and stuff, there is just the one alien. There's one on the ship. Right, and how many like people are alive on this space station or whatever the ship there's quite a few and it's made up of um a lot of androids as well right. um, like bishop but much earlier models um there's a lot of them on this on the space station but there are humans on there as well see um, so like in theory the alien being the only one of its kind it should like go off and automatically become like a, or transform not transform uh but just like evolve into an alien queen that yeah, would then probably, lay yeah. eggs and the eggs obviously the face huggers then come out and attack the crew and stuff and this is like I mean this has always been um, I don't know the there's got to be someone out there who has like the official this is how it works because you know if you watch the director's cut of Alien the alien did like leave there was like an egg and stuff because Ripley finds um, Tom Skerritt whatever his character's name uh, Dallas she uh-huh. finds him tied up, or not tied up. <laughs> Do you imagine <gasps> Alien's got some rope and tied him up? Um, uh, he's all like glued to the wall with all that spit and stuff, and uh, the eggs there, and that. You're like, oh, okay, cool. But you, yeah, obviously they cut it because they're just like, where did the egg come from? Yeah, because there's no aliens covered that brilliantly. The the alien queen, how it's massive and producing eggs and stuff, brilliant. Um, but it's like, okay, so why wouldn't that have happened in the the first Alien film? Why wouldn't that be, turn into an alien queen because a lot of people literally go by the films um, like Ripley when in 3 she's actually got a queen alien inside of her spoilers mm-hmm. 
It's not just a normal one, it's an actual Queen one. So that's kind of cool that that happens, but with all like the books and graphic novels and stuff, it's made out as far as I'm aware. And if I'm wrong, please email us at nashcastpod at gmail.com. Um, is that if there was like just one left, it's a survival thing, it uh, grows into like a queen that then would then start producing eggs. And if I'm, again, uh, not wrong, like bees or wasps do a similar sort of thing. Like if a queen dies, whatever, I've heard like something that everyone dies, but I don't know in this case, there is like, or ants, maybe it's ants or bees or something like that, where there's like a colony of them. One of them, like just like, randomly mutates into like that said queen and then takes I over. I think that would happen over time, but in the period of the game is set over a, a matter of hours. So it doesn't get to that point. That's true. An alien uh, was set over a week. So was it? Yeah, I think yeah. it was a week. Yeah. yeah the I game's only sat over a matter of hours on this space station. So, but it's really good. And I like, I just like the way it doesn't hold your hand. Like a lot of games do and survival horror. There's not many games out there that are quite that are scary. And that game scared the shit out of me. Mm. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. And I think there should be more games like that. I thought another cool film which would have a survival horror kind of element to it. Do you remember 30 Days of Night? Oh, man. Um, vague... No. Ah, vaguely, but... Um... This would be on my list. It's a great vampire film. It's set in Alaska where yeah. every every year um, it goes basically dark for 30 days. Yeah, yeah that's town. right, yeah. And basically these vampires come into the town because they know it's dark for 30 days and they just the population of like 10,000 people, they just go in and clean up. It's like 30 days uh, of great, purge. <laughs> yeah, it's a great <laughs> film. And I thought as a survival horror game, that would be great for a game. Hmm. Like where the whole game is based in darkness and the vampires are there and you're having to hide and evade and survive any way you can. That would be a cool concept for a game. Not just going out gung-ho, killing vampires, because it's just not realistic. It's yeah. more survival-based. Yeah, there is... Um... No, yeah, I could see that working, I think. I remember, um, oh man, there was a, the last time I played a vampire game, I can't remember what it was called, and I know it was not oh, it might have been Vampire Masquerade for the PC, but there was another game, I think, that maybe had a similar, yeah, there was a, it was a dude that went around like hunting, th- yeah, it was a dude that went around hunting things, and uh, it had like a Constantine sort of feel to it. I'm going to have to yeah. like, look it up because it was an awesome game and something like that could kind of work. Like, yeah, even if you're not like the vampire, let's say you you are a good guy and you've gone to this place because you know it's going to be 30 days of darkness and you've got to try and like stop the vampires or whatever. That mm. could be like a, a pretty good story. Um, I, I do have another one that I put down on my list. Yeah. That... Again, there have been games, and last I heard, they were like PC-based and and stuff. But I think now that there's been a takeover, I think there is uh, opportunity to go down this road. But Indiana Jones, yeah, fuck Lara Croft, Indiana Jones. I remember playing a couple of games on the PC, and it was awesome. Where the voice acting. Probably could have been a little bit better, but just like the story in, it, in itself of like going around pretty much just like Lara Croft style, but going to find artifacts and running into Germans and Russians and stuff. And because it's that that era as well, I think would be awesome. And I'm hoping Disney are just like, yeah, man, let's start pumping out Indiana Jones games because people would play that. And I know and lots of people out there love 
um, Tomb Raider and stuff. But I mean, me personally, I liked the first one or the first two, or whatever. But I I didn't like the the way that back then, and I, it probably still is the same now. I don't know. I did I did feel that she. Uh, the, the, the model, you know, why does she have to have big boobs? Why does everybody in games have to have big boobs? Even Mortal Kombat, I am kind of against that. I'd like to see just a normal everyday chick with like big hips and small boobs, um, you know, uh, taking a fight against Scorpion. But, and, you know, the story kind of like was okay, but I was basically, so this is Indiana Jones, but set modern day, and it's a woman instead of a guy. That's basically all it is. So, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, there's been a few iterations of indie games the first one was on the pc and it was lucas arts it was a point and click game and then they did on the sega master system they did uh the last crusade and then on the wow. n64 they did a whole new game uh, an indiana jones game which was third person which was like tomb raider which was very cool and they were going to do one on the xbox 360 and they cancelled it yeah i think i remember something about that yeah they pulled it but i mean they could do either a new game or they could just do you play through the four films. I would buy that, hundred yeah, percent, definitely. You get to yeah. play through Raiders, you know, Temple, Last Crusade, and even the fucking Crystal Alien faces. Yeah. I'd, I, well, you know what? I'd love to see because there was such a massive gap between Last Crusade and Kingdom. I'd love to see a game like set between that because that's I, what they I, did. Yeah, did they? On the N64, yeah, that's that's why it's great. You should check it out on YouTube. There's an Indiana oh, Jones right. game on the Nintendo 64. And it was set in between. Actually, it was set in between Temple and the Last Crusade. Right, because I I loved the the reference in Kingdom at the beginning, where it, it turns out that because of his like education or his knowledge of weird artifacts and history and all that kind of stuff, he was like a um, a general or colonel or something in like World War Two. Yeah. His Last Crusade was like building up to that, and then Kingdom Crystal Skulls like in the sixties or whatever. Um, which is cool, but yeah, to have to have like an Indiana Jones game set in like World War Two, mm. where he's like you know been sent out uh, to go find some artifact to stop because Hitler, as we all know, was into his weird shit, and he was just like you know if it's supernatural, anything that could be or might be supernatural that could help us win the war, he'd like you know try and uh, go out and and find shit. So and I mean that straight away there's a game there. Yeah, stories just that got to find an artifact before the nazis do and you got to punch some of them and you use your whip to escape and stuff easy money so so give us a new indie game give us a new 24 game and give us new zombie games which are cool yeah and and supernatural games regardless of whatever it is like anything supernatural constantine you know what and what you said the other day that you tweeted uh i then retweeted and stuff dante's inferno they left that open for a sequel and we've had nothing. And that, Great game. that completely deserves a sequel. They could do so much with that. Even if there's like a similar a, a similar game, but same sort of story or whatever, I'd still play that. I went out, I went out and bought the game again for like £10 off It's uh, a great game. Off Amazon. Great. Yeah, and I've just, because there's some achievements, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get those achievements. <laughs> but Working yeah, just, your way through the seven pillars of hell. Like, it was just so good. Really oh, dark. Loved it. Yeah, it is. And it is a little messed up as well. Like I said, you know, you get to that level where there's like all these babies that have, instead of arms, they've got like knives or something. A bit like uh, Baraka or whatever his name was for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? It's quite twisted <laughs> in some places. But yeah, I yeah, love that's it. That's a great so, game. 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward. I was I was going to like play a lot more of that tonight, but I've got Nats, not I guess Nazi zombies. Yeah, I <laughs> want to hear your. Yeah, you have to tweet about that later. Let me know what you think because I've seen a bit of it online and it is very cool. Yeah, yeah, I will. Well, I'd like to make um, uh, these like gaming episodes a, a little bit more frequent. I want to like well, what I want to do specifically with you, and I'll let everyone in on the, the. It's not a secret, but I'll let everyone in on the idea, the thought, the concept. That you and me, every now and again, we'll meet up and we'll talk about films like old school, Karate Kid, Back to the Future and stuff. And we'll have a laugh about it. I'll let you read some reviews and I will uh, give you some um, thoughts about what makes them funny or odd or something. Kind of like we did, I think, I'm sure we did, uh, yeah, we did Karate Kid last time, episode 19, I think it was. Yeah, and we had such a ball like recording it. So I think we should do that, and then we should have like a little game segment in there, just a quick up to date. What have we played? What we've been playing? What's coming out? What we're excited for? And just see how it goes. That would be cool. Yeah, I would. Yeah, we need to do gaming ones more because it's just something we can easily chat about. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah there's always stuff coming out, and um, I'm one of those sort of gamers as well, where I keep going back to older games. So and we can always chat about that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, I think this is uh, this has worked out. Any more games? Do you think film, film or TV series to game? Um, no, I mean not really. There was a couple of other ones that I thought might kind of work um, as a co-op kind of game, and also as almost like a survival horror. I don't know how well it would work, but Dust Till Dawn. Uh, well, I've yeah, I don't like the films, so <laughs> yeah, I'd be hard hard sold on the the games. <laughs> And I guess very briefly, now they've already done this on the Xbox, uh, and it was actually a prequel to the movie, which I thought was genius. Did you ever play The Thing? Uh, you know what? I didn't. No. I remember... No. Oh, did I? The Thing? Oh, dude. I... You know what? I think I might have done... Is this like the original? Was this back in like sort of PlayStation 2 days? It was uh, yeah, the first Xbox. I think it came out in 2001. And it basically, the film... I think I played games, it on the PC, you know? I think I did. The game starts, sorry, at the very end of... So, Kurt Russell, the end of the thing, spoilers, obviously, they're just there, sitting there. I love that ending where they're just sitting there looking at each other and going, what do we do now? And they're just like, well, wait. Because yeah, they're wait. not sure if yeah. one of them has been infected by the thing. Yeah, I have Yeah, I have played this. I remember on the PC the now. It was kind of like point and click. While a crew going in to see what happened. And the, mm. the game worked so well because you had to monitor your team, their insanity levels, their health, and you didn't know if any of them were infected and if any of them were the thing. So it had this weird psychological thing to it where you didn't know who to trust yeah. and you had to keep an eye on everyone's insanity levels because your crew members could kill themselves. It was really messed up. But that could be, I think they could make a really good game based on that. Now, it's still a really good game, but if they brought it up to date, like it's really good. That, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty certain I remember playing that because I do have, I remember like going through the snow and I'm pretty certain I played it on the PC because it was like very point and click at things. You could like go into the uh, the structure of where they were at and you could, you'd have to go and look at things and find clues as to like what's happened and, and everything. It was great and it had that fucking amazing basic score that just dum dum. Yeah, yeah. Dum, dum. Oh, <laughs> that classic John Carpenter music, which yeah. was so easy but so good. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, genius. Absolutely genius. And finally, I'd like to see done properly a really good Jurassic Park game. Oh, well, that does sparks. I mean, I've not... I've played one game, and I think it was... I mean, it was just a long time ago, so I don't know if it was PC or PlayStation 2 or SNES or something, but yeah, it was... I'm pretty certain I remember it being kind of like first person, and it was based on one of the films, and I didn't get very far because I kept getting taken out by raptors, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure it followed the, the theme of the film, like you had to go out and... Um, get like uh, you had to always go out and collect things for someone else and it always had that general sort of theme to it like in Call of Duty you always played the character that got sent out to go and take out the tanks or go grab something to do this and stuff and I ran about that era in the late 90s where I was like why is it always me that has to go and get something why can't they be like hey you you go get the fucking bazooka and take out the tank and I'll sit here and wait um, and yeah, I, I, I never finished it because I was constantly being taken out by raptors. So that could make a cool game. Um, and you were a PC gamer. They did a really great. Um, God, must have been back in when the TV show was probably I don't know season three or four. They did an interactive point-and-click kind of game for X Files on the PC, which was incredible. Never, it was all nah, FMV, so it all it looked exactly like the show. You point-and-click and solve the cases. That was done really well, and that was about twenty years ago. Wow! No, I um, I never, I never played it. I, I kind of lost interest with X Files, like around about season three or four. So whenever Scully got pregnant and stuff, and they tried to write it in a bit, like, ooh, it's an alien, but it wasn't. It's the government or some bullshit. I was like, uh, it's getting boring now. And the movies, yeah. I just, I couldn't get into either. So I was uh, thinking, I, I. I, I heard they were doing it since Disney's taken over Star Wars because I was just thinking you mentioned the the, uh, the Star Wars thing I'd love because the the, the the star's the limit as they say uh, especially when it comes to Star Wars an open world game of Star Wars that doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be massive multiplayer online type thing but just it, just even from a single person point of view if you uh, think about like Mass Effect a game like that next gen it's kind well they did it with um, Knights of the Old Republic yeah exactly yeah so it's kind of open worldish. just have something like that the mechanics of like what worked for Mass Effect have that but Star Wars now I heard they were doing that and that was quite a long time ago I'm pretty certain I heard that before Disney took took over and at that point they were working on several games which uh, as it they've turns out, they, now. yeah, they've the scrapped. Quiet. Yeah, they were doing like an X-wing versus Tie Fighter type game, which they've scrapped. And um, yeah, so I've not heard anything about the open world one. But I, I would love that. I mean, it would be awesome. Like you say, nice to build a public. It's like you know, a group of planets. You can get Narshadar, Tatooine. Always got to be in there for some fucking reason. And like you know, space stations and stuff. And just like. Yeah, have like your your primary objective, but then like little side missions, and just and just be able to just go around and do what you want, explore. Kind of like in Grand Theft Auto. I mean, even on the 360, that is huge. You can go play tennis and play golf and a game of chess and video games in arcade places and all those kind of like little tiny details. I mean, imagine what they could do with the next gen of an open world Star Wars game where you can just go around and go to cantinas and talk to people and shoot people and then give a tip and leave and stuff and and yeah, just live in that universe yeah i i really i mean there's a market for that because the moment because it, it's got star wars on the title people are going to buy it 
regardless of what it is. So I well, really, I hope that yeah, we will. Yeah, I hope so that at least thank, thankfully all the games that they were gonna they were talking about releasing and they canned. At least the one game that they kept development for was Battlefront. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I think yeah, I yeah. don't know if that's fluke or something, but maybe there's just a massive demand for that. I don't know, but. It was just Dice. The guys who do Battlefield had such a passion for it, and they pushed for it. And they, I'm so glad when I first saw that announcement trailer with the big attack the foot, and then it said Battlefront. I was like, oh my god! And it yeah. said Dice. I was like, okay, if one company are going to do an online shooter based on Star Wars, give it to Dice because yeah. they know exactly what they're doing. Now, some people and, give um, like EA and stuff a lot of shit, but I'm just like, well. I mean, when it comes to sports, maybe, but like again, it's it's dice. They're using the you know the new Frostbite engine and stuff. And I mean, a lot of people give Battlefield shit, but I love the mechanics and gameplay of Battlefield, like single player, multiplayer. I'm I don't have an issue with it. So, uh, and I think that a lot of people are just like too quick to judge. I mean, most people that I know on my friends list, they were bitching. <clears throat> Before Battlefield Hardline came out, they bitched about it. And they're like, oh, look, shit, oh, cops and rubbers, oh, look, completely rubbish. And they all went and played the beta, and guess what? They came out saying that it was amazing. It was a Ben Affleck Batman thing all over again. Everyone was hating on it, and the moment they saw the picture, they were like, oh, he looks really good as Batman, looks awesome, oh. And I, I got just uh, zero tolerance now for, like, haters at all. I'm just like, when people start it, I'm just like, oh, until it comes out, shut the fuck up, I don't want to know. And just wait. Yeah, and so and people are like just playing it twenty four seven now. This Battlefield Hardline, and they, yeah, you know, a lot of people, yeah, fair enough. They bitched about four. Turns out, well, the people that I know that bitched about four, they were bitching about it because they started off with um, uh, Battlefield Four on the Xbox three hundred and sixty, which apparently was completely bugged. Because I was uh-huh. there for months, going, well, I've only had it since day one when I got the Xbox. It's like. Uh, the Xbox One. I like, I've I've never had a problem. I've never experienced any of these problems you're talking about. Then, after many many months, I found out from this small group of people that they were having problems on the 360. And I was like, well, there you go. Should have got an Xbox One on day one. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So a lot of people are just like quick to judge, but I'm I yeah. I I I would. Uh, I can't imagine anyone else doing a Battlefront game. Die uh, Dice doing it. EA. Pfft. Well, in the next couple of weeks. We should maybe do something when they put up the announcement footage and the first trailer for it on April 16th. I'm really excited to watch yeah. it. Yeah, you want to do like a quick, like 20 minute, like review or something, or or a half an hour, yeah. or a 45 minute, or an hour Star Warsy type. I think thing? we could just because they're going to put up the the first the proper. I mean, even though the trailer they put up was like a minute and a bit, but they're putting up a proper trailer for episode seven, and they're putting up a Battlefront trailer the same day. We could do like a half an hour, just review of our thoughts because. Yeah. It's going to look in Battlefront, man. That's going to look incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's do that then. We'll we'll watch it and then get some notes together and we'll chat some Star Wars for a while. You guys look forward to that. That's oh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Alrighty. Okay, well, um, yeah, let's wrap this uh, this bad boy up. Any, any other A- AOB, as they say? Any other business? No, not no. for now. Any final um, words of uh, encouragement or inspiration? Yeah, go on YouTube and watch Buffy uh, on <laughs> X- on Xbox and just see what you missed out on. Because that was a brilliant game. You haven't still got your Xbox, have you? I never had one. No. I, I, I went from PS2 to Xbox 360. I never had the original Xbox. 
if I ever see one cheap enough, I'm going to get you an Xbox <laughs> with Buffy, and I'm going to get you the Matrix games. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, I, I no, I only played. Um, I just uh, Into the I was Matrix thinking the path of Neo. Yeah, we talked about this um, when we we did episode one. I never did um, the path in Neo, but I did enter the Matrix on the PS2, and that was amazing. They got the the dynamics and then the the mechanics of it spot on for like yeah. all the fight scenes and stuff. So I would still play that today. It's like, and you probably would as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll meet up again in a couple of weeks. I will get this episode up ASAP. And we'll meet up again. We'll watch the Star Wars trailer and stuff. We'll have a chat. We'll get together, have a few laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> and yeah, and then we'll see what see what happens after that. So thanks again for the the, the chat and the gaming update. I really enjoyed the uh, the idea and the creative side of thinking film to TV shows. What what you know what would i like to see and the more that i think about it and the more that i'm sat here looking at all my dvds and, and stuff and you're going to come up with a million yeah other things. i am seeing tons and i'm just like damn they could do so much with this but yeah so but anyway maybe maybe a bit later on we'll do another one of some other ideas that they could do and someone can steal some ideas from this podcast and actually go and make one of these fucking games that we've talked about absolutely brother. So, okay well adam thanks for joining us as usual um you can reach us on twitter at nashcast network um email at no it's not at it's just nashcastpod at gmail.com i'm on twitter at scott nash four which is the number four adam's at king holio Yep. Are you impressed yep. that I didn't even need to look that up? <laughs> I just know. <laughs> I just, you just know. Yeah, so tweet us, you know, love or hate, whatever. Just uh, if you want to get in touch, any ideas, what you guys think maybe you'd like to see be uh, a game created from a, a concept or an idea or based on a TV series or film, let us know. And then we'll next time we do this, we'll shout you out and all that kind of stuff. So, but in the meantime, we don't say goodbye on this podcast. We say good journey. Good journey.